Well, hello and welcome to A Photographic Life. The old believe everything, the middle-aged suspect everything, the young know everything. That's what Oscar Wilde said. Welcome to our happy birthday to us, second birthday special celebration episode. I think that just about covers everything. You know, when I first started this podcast two years ago, Initially, the idea was that I would talk about my life, the photographic life I had had. That wasn't ego pushing me forward with that. It was my wife who was constantly telling me to stop telling her the stories that I'd uh, experienced over the years and my engagement with photography and start putting them down in a book. I didn't really want to do that. But I thought, well, a podcast might be slightly easier. But it soon became obvious to me that my past life was actually of very little interest to you or to me. But what was interesting, I thought, was my current life. My experience with photography ongoing and where it was taking me. And I very rapidly started to realise that at that time, a lot of photographers were struggling. They were having difficulties with the way in which photography was changing. The way in which the commissioned environment that had given them an income for so many years was no longer there, or its expectations were different. And they were unsure as to what those expectations were and whether or not they could meet them. I therefore decided that this podcast should be an arm around the shoulder for those photographers if they wished it. And it's why every episode of the podcast ends with Take Care. Well, nothing to do with what then happened with the uh, global pandemic, which we're still very much in the middle of. The other part, I suppose, of the podcast, which has become important, uh, intrinsic, really, to its shape and its form and its structure, is the point at which I ask photographers, what does photography mean to you? This came about a few episodes in, whilst I was still wrangling with the technical issues of producing the podcast from the shed, which it still is, by the way, and Something that happened to me personally. I was in Toronto, Canada, when I heard that my father had been diagnosed with stomach cancer. I recorded that episode whilst I was out there and I mentioned it. What it made me think was that perhaps this was a good time to try and work out and find out what photography actually meant to me. Because it had begun, I suppose in many ways, with my father's regular trips down to the photoshop to get his prints printed developed and his kind of constant use of a camera to document our lives that's where what does photography mean to you began and now we're at a point at which we've had so many incredible contributions and a book has come from it also i had no idea that that was going to happen when I started. But what has happened over the last however many episodes it is now, I think it's probably around 150 contributions that we've had, 
What's happened is that themes have developed. Themes of storytelling, themes of memory, themes of narrative have constantly been referenced by those who've contributed. Many of the photographers have spoken about photography as being a passport to different worlds. They've also spoken about the fact that it allows them to overcome perhaps an initial reticence they may have in their personality, to meet people, to engage with people, and to go to places that they had no imagination that they would be allowed to enter. I think also what's come out of the contributions is a constant uh, reference to that first engagement with photography. So often as a child, so often thanks to a friend or a relative, passing on a camera, a love for the medium, or in a number of cases, somebody being shown a book and that book becoming so relevant. One of the other things that have come from it is that need to understand history, the importance of photographers of the past influencing the present. I cannot stress that enough. Some people see me as somebody who is anti-theory, and I kind of am in a way, in that I'm anti-over-theoretical explanations or language. But I'm absolutely in love with history. And I suppose as we reach the terrible, difficult twos with this podcast, and as I reflect back on the history of the podcast over the last two years, I think what I'm absolutely sure about is that I've been trying my best to pose questions. And the photographers who've contributed to what does photography mean to me or to you, I should say, as I'm asking them, they've been supplying answers. When I first started the podcast, as I said, the idea was that it was going to be about my life, I suppose, and experiences. As I said, also, that very quickly uh, was dismissed. But one of my other suggestions to myself was that, I suppose, a rule that I set down for myself was that This would not be a boys' club. This would not be a load of my mates coming in that we'd be talking about drinking coffee, drinking beer, and being kind of laddish about photography. Because of that, I've had very few of my friends who are photographers on the podcast. Just a few. Very few. I think just a couple. But this week, I'm really pleased to welcome to the second year anniversary birthday special, probably one of my best friends in photography. I think also what's important to remember before you hear this week's contribution to what does photography mean to you is it's taken me two years to persuade him to actually do it. So it seemed totally relevant to me that he should be on this particular episode. So who am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about somebody who I've known for probably 30 years. I first met him at the beginning of his career, and now he's so well established that he's almost a a byword for a quality in portrait work, particularly in Scotland where he's based. So photographer and director David Eustace left school aged 16 and undertook various jobs, including on a Royal Navy minesweeper and as a prison officer at HM Prison Bar Linney in Glasgow. 
At 28, he returned to full-time education as a mature student and studied photography at Edinburgh Napier University. For the following eight years, he was primarily based in London, creating celebrity portraits for GQ, Vogue and Tatler magazines, as well as international advertising clients. In 2001, he based himself in New York, and in 2008, he participated in USA Network's high-profile character project, for which he travelled Highway 50 from the Pacific to the Atlantic. In 2009, he was invited to launch Anthropology's Who Inspires Us online arts initiative and decided to go on a road trip with his daughter, Rachel, to create a journal that would celebrate love, family, hope, inspiration and a personal family bond. That project, by the way, was called In Search of Eustace. On the success of this project, he was asked in 2010 to create another portfolio in Scotland this time, titled Highland Heart. In 2011, he was honoured with a Doctor of Arts by Edinburgh Napier, and in 2012 and 2014, Panasonic uh, Lumix based their national Lumix TV and print campaign around his work and featured him in their cinema and TV commercials. Eustace's work has been exhibited in both private galleries and national museums, and he was the subject of a 30-minute BBC documentary. In 2015, he was the photographer to have, first photographer, I should say, to have an exhibition in the Scottish Gallery's 173 Years of History. And in the same year, he became Chancellor of Edinburgh Napier University. In 2020, he exhibited two exhibitions in Glasgow, Unique NYC Polaroids at SWG3 and Ma Abar at the Royal Glasgow Institute for the Fine Arts. He currently serves on the Scottish Government's Creative Industries Advisory Group and he's based in Edinburgh. Grant, good morning. How are you? I hope you're well and I'm eventually getting round to answering the question what does photography mean to me? It's a complex question but that shouldn't come as any surprise. And it reminds me to a certain extent of when you get asked it's primarily by students or people still working within the, the, the walls of academia you know, about my background is primarily portraiture, and they asked me, do you capture the essence of a person when you make the portrait? <clears throat> well, the simple answer to that is the human being is far too considered and far too complex for a single exposure, in my opinion. And likewise is a single sentence taken from a book or a journal. And whilst both may offer an honest reflection of a bigger story or a bigger picture, it's still ever going to be a single sentence or a brief exposure in time. That all said, it may be the most important sentence or statement in a hundred pages and it may be the most important photograph taken in a lifetime of either the sitter or the subject. So your question is a little bit like that. To try and cram so many considerations down to answer a single second within five minutes is really quite difficult. So, what does photography mean to me? It's a relationship. As I say, that's offered far more than I can ever get back. It's educated me on many levels, coming from being a prison officer in my late 20s in Glasgow to working at Vogue, where we met in my, my mid-30s, to moving to a city that I never dreamed of ever getting the chance to live in, and that was New York in my 40s. It's introduced me to incredible people, uh, and distant lands 
Uh, and, and also it's, it's opened my mind to so many things. Uh, it's probably the most difficult thing I've ever practised uh, as it's a constant battle with myself. I set my own standards and with the greatest respect, I don't really and never have really cared what other people think about my photography. I don't, I can't take photographs for other people. I find it incredibly difficult to take photographs for myself. So there's not a hope I can do it for other people. What I can only hope is that people like the way, you know, I was once asked uh, what makes my photographs better than any other photographer's. And I, and I don't believe any photographer's photographs are better than others. What I believe is, you know, from my point of view, I photograph the world the way I, I see it. And I have to seem to be very fortunate the world likes the way I see it. Uh, but we set up our own standards. And, and, and whilst I don't think I'm a perfectionist, because I don't actually believe there's such a thing as perfection, uh, I do try and I do set my own limits, and those standards are pretty high and they're genuinely quite honest because uh, there's no point kidding myself uh, so how would I summarise what photography means to me and I thought about it and probably the best way to sum it up was an event I didn't even witness and I was in New York at the time and my wife was uh, in Scotland and in our house at the time we lived in Glasgow just outside Glasgow and three weeks prior to this event, I had taken all my negatives out of safe storage and put them in the attic area. I received a call one morning saying the house had been on fire the night before and so many of my negatives were now destroyed or damaged, uh, most of which hadn't been scanned. So, you know, it turns out it was about two-thirds of my, my life's work had been affected by this fire. Now, for many, that would have been a nightmare. But there was a kind of calm reasoning to me, and it brought home another consideration. That these negatives, their purpose was primarily to record an event in my life, and they had done that purpose. They had carried out. They could be reproduced, printed exactly the same time after time after time. But what I learned through that fire was the memories was what was most important because even though I had lost many of those negatives in their original form and purpose I hadn't lost the memories of achieving them or creating them the second thing I found quite interesting was because of the fire these little pieces of plastic had captured another major event in my life and actually became far more interesting in some cases. You know, a gnarled, twisted, water-soaked negative had become a little piece of... It was It was now an original piece and very much an original piece. And, and, and one day perhaps I'll, I'll put an exhibition of these gnarled and twisted negatives. Uh, many of the subject matter, as I say, you know, they, 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 I never get the chance to photograph them again because many have passed on or... or I'll never get the chance to visit these landscapes again. But so that's what photography means to me, I guess. It's a, a memory. I remember once going into the Eve Arnold's home. I had made a portrait of Eve for British Vogue in, I think this was about the mid-90s, 96, 97. And I remember going to her house. Uh, she lived in Mount Street in, in London at the time. And going upstairs and going into it. And the first thing I noticed was the distinctive lack of photographs. Uh, but she had a couple of her family. That was the main thing. And I had a long discussion about her, about the importance of family snapshots. Uh, so what does photography mean to me? 
probably memories, more than anything, the memories and the introductions and the opportunities it's allowed me to to experience. I hope this helps me, uh, and I will speak to you soon. Sorry, I'm now at six minutes. Bye. Thank you, David, for your contribution this week, and as an old friend, I'll allow you that extra minute. It's such an important contribution this week from uh, David. I felt strange there calling him David. I'm always calling him Eusty. But anyway, from David, that um, really, I think, resonates with a lot of the, the things we I was talking about and the themes I was talking about at the beginning of this episode, particularly concerning memory and that idea of looking back on our careers and being able to take uh, positives from what would appear to be uh, extreme negatives there, such as David losing two-thirds of his archive. Also referencing Eve Arnold, picking up on that fact that it's so important to remember history and the great photographers and makers that came before us, and also the family album. So well worth waiting the two years that I've waited for, and I suppose you've waited for, to hear from David a really great thinker. If you're interested in what David had to say, of course, check out his work, especially if you're not aware of it. It really is uh, of a quality and a power and historically transcendent. I see so much work that I just feel is going to fade with fashion. And Eustace's work does not fade with fashion. It really is classic in the the best way and in the best sense. But also what I would recommend is uh, he gave a TED Talk, a Glasgow TED Talk, which is um, titled uh, What If? And it deals with that idea of what if we don't do something? What if we decide to to listen to those voices in our head that tell us that it's not a good idea or that ramp up that feeling of anxiety or negativity? What if we listen to those voices rather than the voices we should be listening to and going with it? He also backs that up with some personal experience of where taking that risk has taken him in his life. I suppose, in a way, it's a bit like listening to the podcast, isn't it? Try and listen to other people and trying to respond to what they say. And on that note, I'm going to end this second birthday episode. As we move into the second year, I'm going to say, take care.